It is Friday, April 15th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. It's presented to you by our friends over at Muggsy Jeans. I'll tell you why it's the best fit on the entire planet. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe, wearing his Yankees hat on this Friday. I am Chris Rose going hatless, a rarity on this show. And it is also Jackie Robinson Day around Major League Baseball. 75th anniversary of the legend breaking baseball's color barrier April 15th, 1947. An amazing, amazing day. In fact, you got to wear number 42 on this day, correct? I did many times, and it's a very special day throughout the league. Um, You know, you see 42 retired everywhere. Everywhere you go, it's up there. No one's going to wear it again. Uh, And then all of a sudden, you show up one day, and you get to wear it. It really does feel like an honor. And really, has anyone done more for the game of baseball than Jackie Robinson? Nope. Nope. Like, not even close. Now, so, and, and, you know, it, it just it just resonates, you know, no matter, you know, what your background is like this day resonates for a ball player. One hundred percent. No question. Um, the, the amount of progress that we have made as a society and a sport in 75 years since Jackie Robinson was having insults, among other things, hurled in his direction is remarkable. Uh, we still have a tremendous way to go. Dave Roberts had some really kind of stirring comments in the Los Angeles times talking about how right now he's very uncomfortable with where the game is at. I mean, 7% of the players are African-American on opening day. That's inexcusable. We have to do better as a sport. We have to do better as a sport, making it more appealing, making sure there's more opportunities. He talked about the fact that they've cut the rounds of the baseball draft, not, not being able to take flyers on prospects who may not have been playing baseball since they were four or five, but maybe picked it up later. Uh, that's a problem. It is a problem. And, and it's days like this that we need to discuss stuff like that. We, we really need to do it each and every day if we want to become better as a sport. Yeah, it all starts with the youth. We yep. have to get the youth playing. Whoever's, I mean, that's that's how you get people into baseball is have them play when they're young, understand the game. Because if you come into baseball a little bit later in life, uh, which m- many people can, there's many paths to, you know, playing baseball professionally. Uh, but I think if, it, if a a kid comes in and starts playing baseball at like 12 or 13. There's like so many little rules and it's, it's a difficult game to understand if you haven't been playing it for a long time. And I think a lot of people get uh, turned off by that. So I'm an advocate for the youth playing uh-huh. and I'm, I'm talking every kid out there needs to start playing baseball earlier and baseball needs to do a better job doing that. Um, I'm seeing it firsthand right now. There's so much love for the game and I just want to spread that everywhere. Totally. And listen, one, other thing before we do move on to our topics of the day. Um, I love Jackie Robinson day because for people that might not know a lot about Jackie Robinson, it gives them a chance to, there was just a great 10 minute piece on MLB network this morning that I watched. You're going to find countless articles, uh, interviews, all sorts of stuff. And then there's another name that goes hand in hand with Jackie Robinson. It's that of Larry Doby hall of famer who broke the color barrier in the American league with Cleveland less than three months later. And it's a name that we, we don't remember very much, but we should. And it allows you the opportunity to go dig a little bit more and find out about the history uh, that Larry Doby created as well. I, so, I saw that name plenty in Cleveland up there. I know man. you it did. Was, it's cool. Yeah, I know so you I'm did. very familiar. All right, so let's get it going um, with a couple of young studs on the mound this weekend in Southern California. Tonight, Mackenzie Gore, one of the top prospects in the Padres organization, will make his big league debut against the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves. 
So you're more interested in that or Hunter Green making his second career start for the Cincinnati Reds going against the Los Angeles Dodgers on Saturday. You're speaking my language, man. Like young studs pitching coming up. Mackenzie Gore and the Padres, the first place Padres, might I add. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing really well. I'm very interested in that. But I got to go with my guy, Hunter Green. You know he's my Valley dude, okay? And what's funny about this is the last time I actually hung out with Hunter or, like, was in person with him was at Dodger Stadium in a playoff game. Uh, I went there to watch. It was a Giants-Dodgers. He was there. He came over, very respectful, said, what's up? And, uh, you know, I think for him coming home, I always think that's fun, like the homecomings, uh, especially when it's early in your career. Everyone wants to be there. He's going to have a mob of people uh, and and not just his family, but there's a lot of Hunter Green fans from the area who will Mm -hmm. go see him pitch. Uh, And and I know it's against the Dodgers, so they're going to have to wrestle with some feelings. Um, But I think in this instance, you just go root for Hunter and for him to, you know, show out for the locals. He's also thrown, I think, the four or five fastest pitches by a starting pitcher this year. So he's er- earning more and more fans with every he's pitch. He's a problem. He he's a problem. Yeah. I mean, how about that, by the way? Welcome to the show. Your first start is against the Atlanta Braves. Your second one is against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Good. Take that. We'll see how those, good you are. Those um, Reds have some good young players. I mean, I, I wish they, they had do. some freaking direction, huh? I know. Well, listen, we, you know, we've taken our shots at their ownership and certainly warranted. They do have some young, exciting players. There's no question about it. So I am going to do, I'm going to pull the Trevor Plouffe. I am going to say both because I am going to San Diego to see my oldest son, Josh. We are going to be at Mackenzie Gore's first major league start tonight. That's awesome. And then Saturday, we're going to hang out and watch Hunter Green take up. We're not going to go to the game, but we're going to watch it on TV because Josh and Hunter Green went to the same high school, Notre Dame out here in Los Angeles. So there's, he doesn't really know him, but there's obviously a connection there. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just think it's cool. And one other thing to tie it back into Jackie Robinson day, Hunter Green really wanted to pitch today. It just didn't work out uh, in terms of his day. Um, But he was part of the first urban youth Academy in Compton, California. So he is a product of what we were just talking about. And so this is a meaningful, meaningful time for him. I just saw him put out on social media, hey, I want you to show us pictures if you are a young African-American boy or girl playing baseball, playing softball, playing this sport that you love. I want to see the pictures of you. And so I hope that his timeline gets filled up to the brim. I am really hopeful. So that's a guy who is obviously one of the future faces of this sport. Love it. Yeah, he deserves all the praise. Hopefully he goes out and has a good start this weekend. And you know what? That's a ritzy private school you were sending your kids to, man. I can't believe that. Oh, no, there's ritzier ones. Notre Dame's like the uh, the mid-level, as we like to call it. Uh, mid-level. I don't know about Dude, that. Dude, come on. You went to Crespi. That's the low-level ritzy school. All right. Can we move on, please? Let's talk about the highest scoring team in the league. The Cleveland Guardians! <laughs> The highest scoring team in the league. I cannot believe it. So Me neither. Friday, they have their home opener against the San Francisco Giants. And Carlos Rodon, who threw a no-hitter almost exactly one year ago today against Cleveland. So will he shut down Cleveland's offense yet again? 
Chris, I am so, so pumped about this Guardians offense. They just lock up Jose Ramirez, Stephen Kwan's lighting the world on fire, a bunch of guys just going off. But you know what? Rodon is going to absolutely shove. I'm sorry. He found something last year, and you think he's going to lose it in San Francisco? They have the recipe up in San Francisco. His first start was incredible, and I expect him – uh, to go out and do it again. I think it's going to be a, uh, an awesome pitcher's duel tonight. I think he's facing your guy, Plesak, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm going to go and just put the lines out there. I think both of these guys go at least six innings with like a, like a one. I think it might be like a one-one game after the sixth. How about that? I think I think both these guys are going to go shove tonight. Guardians offense, tip the cap. They've been great. Rodon's a buzzsaw. So the Guardians, you know, uh, my – I'm on a text chain with some of my family members, my two brothers and my one of my nephews. And so my oldest brother goes, when are the uh, one of the Guardians going to start playing teams with real pitching? I was like, oh, they're going to get it starting this weekend. They get the Giants then they get the White Sox and they get the Yankees. So, yeah, it's all coming. Um, so we'll see what the Guardians offense is all about. But I watched the first two games while I was in Cabo and it was brutal. They scored one run. Between the two games. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to be watching a lot of 4-1 games this year. 3-2. And then they scored 44 runs over their next four games. I was like, this is amazing. This is like the mid-90s team with Lofton and Bayerga and <laughs> Bell. And then eventually Robbie Alomar later in that. Like, it was amazing. So I think the truth lies somewhere in between. I am afraid of Rodon because customarily the Guardians have gone against certain pitchers that have just had their number. And last year in three starts, he struck him out 23 times. This is a team that, by the way, now does not strike out. They don't chase a lot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I am sending my positive vibes to the city of Cleveland for not only the Guardians, but also the Cleveland Cavaliers who have the play-in game tonight right across the street from the Jake. I still call it the Jake. Okay. I think at the same time as first pitch, by the way. That's brutal. For Cleveland. You 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 live and die Cleveland. I love that about you. I was gonna mention the teams they have faced, but I don't want to be that guy. These are no. still big leaguers. They're doing it against, but I think Rodon. Oh my, he's a like I said. There are some guys that are just buzz sauce right now. Rodon is feeling it, and you just don't want to. You just don't want to face him right now. Now he had twelve Ks in his uh, Giants debut. No question. By the now, way, no, he, the whole yeah. You think Quan can lay off that slide ball? That's going to be interesting because he's got that eye right now. If he can lay off the Rodon slider, lefty lefty, that'll be. Then we're going to be like, okay, this is the real deal. Yeah, that'll be very impressive. Um, so you know what else is impressive? My friends over at Muggsy Jeans. Guess what I'm wearing right now? Muggsy jeans. My Muggsy jeans. What have I been telling you? By the way, what have I? I'm even going to show them off real quick. Dow Jones. Okay, look at these things. Look at those gray jeans. Huh? Those things are awesome because I'm oh. hopping in the car right afterward. I want to be comfortable on my drive down to San Diego. to go spin. No, nope, I'm not going to spin. You want to spin? Well, I, I'm too I'm all torso, so I can't <laughs> even get funny. my legs up there. In the, you know, I've got these short, squatty legs, but that's okay because Muggsy Jeans makes me look better. I'm just telling you. It's one of those. It's got the fabric that spreads. So if you're a little heavier than you want to be right now, that's okay. It works with you. So you can still look great. You still feel great. So I want you to go to Muggsy.com. Use the code word today. You're going to get 10% off your order. They're the most damn comfortable jeans around. There's more room for your boys, if you know what I'm talking about, south of the equator. 
You always want to feel good down there. Uh, you can go ask Alcides Escobar. He's probably wearing his Muggsy jeans today, just in case there's a little swelling, if you know what I mean. So uh, you want to feel good. You want to look good. You want to have that someone special in your life say, yo, bro, what's yo, going bro. on? <laughs> so once again, it's Muggsy.com. Code word is today. 10% off your entire order. You saw my gray jeans. This is the first pair of gray jeans I've ever worn. I usually don't like them. I don't dig them. These ones I do. They come in all sorts of colors, so you can get multiple pairs and feel great. You look great. I got to be honest with you. I got nothing to say. I was going to try to come up with some joke, but you just nope. look great. Muggsy is doing you well. It's like they say you can't put lipstick on a pig. I think you can. Oink, oink. All right, let's get back to Thursday's action. And I loved it because I had like the eight screen working on my extra innings package that I was watching. And so there was all sorts of great shit that happened last night, just to name a few things, right? You had Severino lights out against Vlad Jr. and the Jays. Uh, Otani got rocked in Texas. That was not fun to watch, but it was really interesting as he gave up a split home run for the first time in his career. CJ Abrams went deep for the first time for the Padres. All sorts of stuff out there. What was the one thing that you said, dang, that caught my attention on Thursday. Again, great, great topic here. Great uh, moments last night. But I think for me, this is a Severino question. Um, and I think we often think about guys who get TJ as, you know, a throwaway. Are they ever going to be the same? Can they ever be the same again? And I think we're starting to see if you, if you can rehab long enough, I think – you can come back as good, if not better, from this surgery if you if it gets done right, which is an mm -hmm. absolute miracle. It's crazy to think about that. Sevy comes back, looks amazing. Now, remember, the Yankees pitching was great last year. People think, oh, they're just slug and they can't pitch. That's almost the exact opposite of what happened last year. So now you add Sevy to the mix. You got Cole and Sevy, who, you know, when Sevy's right, he's an ace. He's an ace. There's no doubt about it. Go look at what he did in 2017, 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, I understand he, you know, it's, it's been a while, so we forget about that. Uh, but you, you bring him into that rotation and the Yankees just keep getting scarier and scarier, especially, you know, Cole struggled. I know people are going to point to that. They need Sevy to step up. Cole's going to be just fine. So you put these two guys together uh, along with some of the other guys they have in the rotation with Tyone and Montgomery. That's a really, really strong rotation to bring into October. Um, so a few things. Uh, the last game that finished last evening was the Dodgers Reds. So I was watching that. I, I loved it that uh, Drury hit the game tying home run. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And um, Reds fought back after the Dodgers jumped them in the first inning. But then you just saw the offensive explosion that is the Dodgers. Like they are, it's unreal what they can do to you. They can just snap on you. They never stopped. It doesn't stop. I thought stop. that was cool. Uh, I was happy for the Miami Marlins getting a win in their home opener against the Phillies. Bryce Harper was up with the game on the line in the ninth. Uh, they ended up closing it out. I thought that was great. But I thought the biggest thing was San Diego taking it to the champs. And what have we said? Well, if they can just survive without Fernando Tatis offensively, like they need, they needed to make trades, right? They ended up going to get Luke Voigt, but they wanted Dom Smith. That didn't work out. Well, there's two guys there that have been pretty good baseball players. One in particular in Manny Machado, who had five hits last night. Let's not forget this guy, 10 years, 300 million. 
He was the guy when they brought him in. He's now in his fourth season in San Diego, and he's put up some really good numbers out there at times, particularly in the power department. Three times he's been a top five MVP guy. He can carry the load. Like, we forget there are teams that would die to have Manny Machado as their lead. Instead, we're like, well, how are they going to make it without? Well, so he goes out and gets five hits, and Hosmer gets four, and he's off to a nice start. Like, let's expect a little bit more out of some of the guys who have done it at this level instead of just praying and looking at our calendar waiting for Tatis. Yeah, Machado's only 29 years old, people. He's been in the league for so long, 11 years he's been in the, right. league, in the league already. It's wild. Yep. So, yep. you know, uh, you're right. We often do forget about Manny. Sometimes that happens down in San Diego. It's late. Nobody stays up for those games. But the guy is an absolute baller. He did it, did it against the AL East for a long time, and he's been doing it down in San Diego. C.J. Abrams, the home run was good. He's been struggling a little bit, so it was nice to see him uh, pop that. Maybe it'll alleviate some pressure. He came into the dugout, got the silent treatment, yeah, it was good. too, which was it's, – it's, I always think it's played out, and then when I see it, I'm yeah. like, I love it still because it's so awkward – for these young guys, they don't know what to do. And he, he kind of was like, Oh man, they got me. And then everyone gives the love as much as I want to hate on the the silent treatment. It's just good every time. So he got a good one. Uh, San Diego. Yeah. Like I said, first place, weather the storm. I don't think they even have to weather the storm. They're going out there, you know, sailing right through the storm. Tatis comes back and look out. It'd be a very scary team. Did you get the silent treatment on your first one? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, it was in Cleveland, by the way. Oh. Opposite field homer in Cleveland oh. off of Fausto Carmona, later known as Roberto Perez. I actually took him up top as both. Roberto Hernandez. You're right. Uh, Fausto and Roberto, I took both of those guys up top, even though they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both in the book? They're both in the book. I think I got to count them as two, right? Where's the, where's the baseball? Uh, I think my dad has it. I'm not really sure. I think my dad has it. I don't really care about stuff like that. It's your first fucking home run in the show. I got a hundred and some of them, bro. A lot of them. 106. Yeah, my dad has it. I'm pretty sure. Maybe he has my first hit too. I don't really know. Barry Jackson, longtime writer in the Miami Herald, tweeted out before the Marlins home opener that Nick Castellanos of the visiting Phillies told him he thought he was going to be a Marlin until Jeter left the team in February. What's your reaction to that? This is my reaction. I don't know. What am I supposed to do with that? That's what we were talking about. It made all the sense. In the offseason, that's exactly what um, we thought the Marlins would do. Uh, then we found out that Jeter was pissed, and they weren't you know, allowing him to pursue the players he wanted, and we thought Castellanos was probably one of them. Uh, but I think this is one of those situations where maybe everyone's just better off. You know, Castellanos found a home in Philly. It seems like he really fits in there. Okay. Jeter probably having a great time doing whatever he wants to do. I think, I think the baseball was that world was a lot for him. He doesn't have to do any of that. And maybe the Marlins are better off focusing on the, the young pitching they have. Maybe they go out and make some moves and maybe Castellanos wasn't exactly right for them. I don't know, but well, I think everyone's on. fine right now. Can I think I everyone's fine right now. I, I agree with the first two points. I agree with the Castellanos in Philly. I said that at the beginning of the, that was one of the few things I got right on our free agency draft that we had. I had him pegged there the whole time. And I even will, I'll listen on the Jeter point. How in the world does Nick Castellanos not fit in the middle of this Miami lineup? It's exactly it, what he, they need. He, he does. He does. But I, 
they are clearly thinking in a different direction. Like their windows over here, not over here. I don't know, man. I'm trying, I'm I'm trying to give some sort of credit to the Marlins because they're still, they're still, they're still a good ball club. Yes. Nick Castellanos helps every single ball club. They are, but that's my point is it's, you don't have to spend like the Dodgers or even the Phillies or some of the, or the Mets. You don't have to do that. But when it's time, when you feel like, boy, our pitching staff can compete with just about anybody. You need to sprinkle in an occasional big-time contract. You know what they did? They settled for Solaire. That's what they did. They settled for Solaire. They said, we're banking on the guy who was great once he got to Atlanta, not the guy who was swinging and missing in Kansas City. That's a coin flip. Nick Castellanos, you know what you're going to get right now. You know what you're going to get. Plus, he's a hometown kid, man. Uh, he should have went there. I, I I tried to make up a reason. You you so, caught me. You're right. You're totally well, because right. Because we don't he, have to be. Listen, if we're going to be fair here, if we're going to be fair on this show and take our shots at Cincinnati ownership, just because Miami's ownership didn't open its mouth and blast its fan base doesn't mean that we, we have to be fair here. I think that oof. they missed out. And if indeed the final story comes and Derek Jeter one day says, hey, listen, I was promised that we'd be able to spend more money, and Castellanos was kind of the final straw, then they deserve to be kind of raked over the coals. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let me do it then. Can I rake them? No, I think we're kind of done with it. I want to give you some stats, though, to back it up. Please do. You think you need some slugging, right? Like Mm -hmm. Castellanos is a slugger. They're here to bang. That's all that matters. The Marlins are slugging 328 as a team. Their OPS plus is 72. They need bats, and Castellanos could have been there. Yep. Was it going to be enough? I think maybe that's my point. Was it going to be enough? At least it's the first step. Yeah. They should have done it. Yep. All right. Uh, there were some amazing visuals on Thursday. Mike Trout, after he blasted the 472-foot homer in Arlington, he gets back to the dugout. They put the cowboy hat on him. That was hilarious. I mean, it made me laugh. I loved every bit of that. Uh, Joey Votto, of course, with the Reds on the West Coast, he is now the social media king. He goes out there and on his Instagram story, uh, shirtless, taking a ride on the strand out there, saying, hey, I'll see you at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then the crown jewels of it all, Alcides Escobar of the Washington Nationals on an errant pickoff toss takes it right in the onions. Um. What was the most stirring visual for you? Stirring visual. I think it's Mike Trout in, in the cowboy hat. It's it, it just did something for me because it wasn't just Mike Trout in a cowboy hat. It was after he hit like a 470-foot home run or something right. like that. Like the swing is ferocious. He comes back in. He's so big. The cowboy hat looks like it's like for a child on yeah. him. I when I see Mike Trout do things, I really like it. So like I wish I could see Mike Trout doing more things. This is look at that thing. It looks like it looks like it's made for a child. So two Mike things Trout about is a Trout. massive human being. Um, one, I want to see every team adopt this. If you're on the road, you need to figure out like what is the calling card of that city, right? And that's how you celebrate. Like I love that. It's a theme. That's a, that's a good idea. Okay. Number two about Trout. People have no idea how big he is. No, they don't. Zero. It, the, the television does not do him justice. When you stand next to him, you're like, holy. He's like this. His back is enormous. <laughs> it looks like he should be rushing the passer like as a, as a weak side linebacker. 
I got to be honest with you. Like, he'd be a great linebacker yeah. on a 4-3, the way he can run. Um, but for me, it's Alcides Escobar in part because I got tweeted a bunch of stuff with this call attached oh, to yeah. the visual. Oh, it hit him right in the dick. <laughs> yeah. I think it hit him right in the dick. Two seam action to the dick. Oh, our followers I, are the best. Why is that so funny? It's it is amazing. Uh, it's ama- and by the way, when I saw that, that's all I could think about was. <laughs> you're look, so, you, you've done so much in the in all these different genres of sports right. in Hollywood. This is probably what you're going to be remembered for. I'm the call that lived on forever. I'm shocked it's not on the Wikipedia page. So Alcides <laughs> Escobar, Aaron Bossy, you guys will be linked forever in Blitzball baseball it. world. I can't believe Alcides Escobar is still going. This guy has been playing for 20 years. By the way, there are some guys who do not wear cups. Yeah, a lot of guys don't wear cups. I did. Hell, you weren't the third. Well, Adrian Beltre, we know that he went on with a busted nut. Dude, uh, Escobar, let's give some credit where credit's due. That guy used to pick it. I don't know how he's doing anymore. It's probably slowed down a little bit. But when he was with Kansas City, it's like, come on, that whole – Dang defensive team. Yeah. You hit a ball and you're like, can I please drop somewhere? <laughs> no. Uh, what do you have coming up on uh, John Boy? I'm going straight from here. We're doing a uh, talking baseball series recap. My favorite thing to do, we need to talk ball for an hour and a half, just about mm-hmm. the game. So we'll do that. Um, and then you and I will be back on Monday. And we have to explain again. If you yes. like baseball today the way it is, you can digest baseball today just the way you have been the entire time. If you want more, download the AMP app, app AMP app, mm-hmm. and find our show on there. And we'll go live. You'll be able to talk to us, ask questions. We can interact a little bit better. But again, if you want, to, if you want this to stay the same, it'll stay the same for you. Yeah. So with the AMP, you download it you know, at your app store. Put it on your phone. Put it on your iPhone. You will listen to us live from 11.30 a.m. Eastern till 12.30 Pacific time. It's a one-hour show. Once again, if you just want the more digestible version that's 20, 25 minutes, you'll get that on our YouTube channel, John Boyd Media Baseball, also on the podcast form. It's going to be the 25-minute version. That's perfectly fine. But if you want to interact with us live, please do. You just got to download that AMP app and use the keyword baseball today all caps baseball today you'll find us you'll follow us you get to ask us questions it's going to be a blast it's that simple don't forget miguel rojas episode still out on the rose rotation right after i'm done here i'm going to be interviewing lucas giolito that episode will drop on monday we'll see how he's feeling how close he is to a return the rotation with the chicago white Sox. so that'll do it my friend for our outstanding producer robbie Shiraco and my man trevor ploof i am chris rose we will see you monday on baseball today.